Yes, you can call me crazy. The things I might say. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the, the divided states of America and to the Republic for which it stands. Uh, two nations under God, quite divided, but liberty and justice for some. And uh, this is a show covering December 6th and December 7th, the 80th anniversary of uh, Pearl Harbor. And that is a huge deal. Uh, we at uh, It's a Religion honor our veterans and say thank you for serving our country, for giving your life for others, which is uh, one of the things Jesus talked about. Um, you know, uh, someone who lays down his life for others is the truest form of friendship, the truest form of love. And it's amazing how many people have done that in the country of the United States of America in the past. And we're at a place um, now where, you know, in a lot of ways we've gone soft. And that's why we're being allowed, we're allowing people to take over our lives. Um, we're becoming subjects of our government instead of free individuals with freedom of choice and freedom of religion and freedom of assembly, freedom of uh, all these things to not be, you know, we're now guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty in a court of law um, because of social media and people's reactions to things. The lynch mob comes out immediately um, based on what the media tells us is, is right and true and good. And the media is, uh, you know, the mainstream media is so corrupt, it's not even funny. Um, so with that, um, we're going to cover a little bit from Matthew. Okay, let me back up. It's a Religion Exists. Um, this is Ehud, son of Dennis. You can reach, it at, reach us at Ehud at itsareligion.org. We exist to preach the truth, um, which is Christ. And uh, his word, um, he is the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Um, there is only one way, folks. You are going to worship something, either yourself or some other religion, some other object, um, is going to be the focus of your faith or the Lord Jesus Christ. There, there are only two things, Christ and everything else. And that's our tenet. And we talk about things um, in this life from a faith perspective, what people uh, are doing when they walk out a certain direction in faith. So let's take a look at uh, Matthew. We're in the book of Matthew right now, Matthew 21 and 22. Um, and here in, in, in verse 21, uh, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. He's arriving. This is, is where they're going to uh, um, crucify him. But when he first arrives... It says this, the multitudes that went before that had followed cried, saying, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And so the multitude is doing this um, as he's coming into the city. And, uh, you know, Jesus then goes in and casts out people out of the temple and sold and bought. And, you know, he looks at the corruption that has happened in his father's house. And it's, it's very similar to the corruption we see today. You know, the, the folks that run our government are more interested in their own power, their own ability to influence others, uh, seemingly to me, than it is about uh, doing what's right for the American people and um, debating 
issues and, and coming to a conclusion. It's, it's become a machine anymore. And I, you know, I don't know how you change that without breaking it up or doing something different. Um, so, uh, he talks about his house being a house of prayer and then he encourages the disciples, um, in their future ministry, I believe is what he was doing. Uh, and then he's talking to the ruling class and he says, you know, they're trying to trick him up and, and Jesus says unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and all of you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And all of you, when all of you had seen it, repented not afterward, and all of you might believe him. And uh, so, um, a lot going on there. Uh, you know, Jesus was given a hard time to the, the ruling class of his day when he was walking this earth because they were leading the people astray. They weren't about what was right and good and true in the eyes of God anymore. They were about what they wanted, what was going to be good for them. And uh, he talks a fair amount about that. But he comes back, you know, and basically says, uh, God's going to miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto the other husbandmen, which will render him the fruits in their seasons. And uh, the stone which the builders rejected became the head of the corner. Is the Lord's doing it. It's marvelous in our eyes. And that's what's happened. Jesus has become the head of the corner. He is the, the cornerstone in which the church, the, uh, our faith is built. And um, it's a beautiful thing. So, and then in, in Matthew 22, he's still speaking in parables. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, he's like, go out and bring people into my house. It doesn't matter who. And God's going to sort all of it out at the end. And uh, it's a pretty neat deal. And then the Pharisees, again, are still trying to trick him up. And it reminds me of the January 6th committee. These guys are trying to uh, uh, basically um, hurt people. They're out to hurt people that all they were trying to do was um, express their, their displeasure with the system and the fact that Joe Biden did not get elected by a majority of people in this country. There's no doubt in my mind of that. Um, he got installed into office by uh, a cheating mechanism that was put in place shortly after Hillary lost in 2016 when they were trying to install her. And there's been, it's been trending this way for some time, and I lay that directly at the feet of Barack Obama because that's all he knew how to do, um, basically. But anyway, I'm not going to digress into that. Uh, men are evil. So, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempt you all of me, you hypocrites? So then he goes on to talk about this, and this is what I wanted to get to. Um, they're trying to trick him up and, hey, you know, do you pay tribute to Caesar? Trying to say, you know, trying to trick him up. And and he go, he says this, he says, show me the tribute money. And they brought him a penny. And he says unto them, whose is this image and subscription? They say to him, Caesar's. And he says unto them, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. And so we need to do that. We need to, uh, you know, give honor and respect to those that deserve it. But, you know, when we see 
that that leaders obviously do not have integrity, do not um, are not about um, protecting the good. You know, when they're they're um, glorifying evil and um, saying good things are evil, right? Turning the good into evil and the evil good. You know, that's the point at which you gotta. Um, step back and go, I mean, he even gave the Pharisees here a hard time, right? Because they were pursuing policies that were evil in nature and were selfish. Um, but at the core, the core tenet is we do need to be respectful of authority. We do need to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Pay your taxes and stop complaining, you know, vote for somebody different that's going to be for lower taxes if you don't like paying that much. And, uh, And all that. So, um, and there's a proverb, a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is death. Proverbs 14, 12. I just saw that flash on my screen from a brother. Um, so then, you know, the Pharisees are still trying to trick him. He's still throwing it down on him. And basically, uh, you know, telling him, telling them what they need to hear. And uh, there's two main commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And if we could ever live one day completely like that, that would be a glorious day. And uh, he finishes chapter 22, um, basically going back at the Pharisees saying, Well, if the Lord said unto my Lord, sit on thou my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. If David called him Lord, how can he be his son? And nobody was able to answer that. And obviously Jesus is the answer to that. Um, he was David's son in his lineage, but yet he called him Lord because David could see uh, down the road to see where, you know, what was coming and uh, um, was able to, uh, to see that day when Jesus was going to be here walking the earth and um, helping people understand the kingdom of God. So... Again, we honor those that have come before us, those that were part of Pearl Harbor in the 80th anniversary. Wow. And uh, and a lot of those guys are talking about how we need to... Um, how we need to uh, unite somehow in this country because we are not. We're a divided nation at this point. Um, you know, when you peaceably assemble... Apparently, that's a crime now if you're not supporting the right candidate. You know, you can go tear down buildings and create fires and things like that if you're supporting the right thing and nobody's going to give you a hard time. But, uh, you know, 99.9% .9 of the people that were in Washington on January 6th did not go in the Capitol building. You know, if that was truly an armed insurrection, um, there would have been a lot more damage, a lot more uh, people dead. Um, it's just a joke, the whole thing, um, you know, but that's our media today. They're, they're uh, overtly corrupt. Um, they do not care about the truth. Um, they only care about their own power and, and influence. And um, that's, you know, I compare them to the Pharisees of the day of Christ. When the Pharisees, that's what they cared about. They didn't care about what was right and true and good and finding the truth. They wanted, they wanted their position. And Christ was a threat to that position, just as Trump is a threat. And again, I'm not comparing Trump to Christ. He's a sinful man. 
Um, there are many things about him I don't care for. And I wish he'd come out and talk about how bad these vaccines are that he developed. And he keeps touting them, and they are not good. Um, so anyway, you have Facebook employee alleges company anti-conservative biases with shocking statistics. Get off of Facebook and Twitter already. Conservatives, Christians, stop using them. Get away from Google. Do everything you can not to use Google. Get off of uh, YouTube. Find something else. And so what if you don't get as many views or you don't get as many hits or you don't get as many people looking at your tweet? Start something different. You got to start somewhere, people. We can't keep giving influence and power and money to evil institutions that don't want truth, you know, that want to foster a, a, a narrative that is um, anti-God. And that, that is what we should be more concerned with than anything. So again, uh, follow what is good, follow what is right, follow what is true. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's No one comes to the Father but through him. He is the one true way, um, the only way you're going to have total and complete uh, and true freedom in this life. Um, is to put your faith and trust in him. There, are, there is nothing else that is truly uh, representative of freedom. So, again, when you're part of his kingdom and he is your king, the rest of this stuff is just, yeah, it's important because it affects the lives of people and I want something better for my children than what I had. And I don't see that happening right now. But in the end... You know, we're going to be gone from this earth a lot longer than we're going to be here. So think about that. And are, are you prepared for that? So anyway, with that, we're going to call it a quick show today because i got to get moving. And uh, we are in the Christmas season. So we are finishing with uh, Christmas music. And uh, um, we'll leave it at that. Have a blessed day. And thank you for stopping by.